Hello, good people. Welcome to our show. By the way, I don't want to discriminate bad people. Welcome to our show as well. Anyone who want to learn something new, interested insights, uh, welcome. Today we discuss about learning from digital marketing courses. And, you know, once I decided to check out how people prefer to learn and uh, plus 60% replied uh, on this poll on LinkedIn, by the way, I submitted uh, that they love learning from courses and YouTube videos, articles. Yeah, they took uh, some uh, their places, but uh, in most cases, people love learning from courses. I'm so excited to discuss the topic with Sam Day. How are you? I'm fantastic. Um, it's a pleasure being on here. Thank you for inviting me on. Yeah, for me, it's a big pleasure because I know you are super active with that to share insights. I check out uh, your YouTube channel. Uh, I watch a bunch of, of your videos. Uh, you're super active on LinkedIn as well. Yeah, I found your courses on LinkedIn. So for me, it's a big pleasure to learn something new because you know this stuff. I know uh, how much well you, you can share. And today we have sponsor iShares SEO tools and resources to grow your search traffic. Uh, Sam, before we start, just tell more about your ex experience, background, and why you decided to share with, with us about uh, marketing courses. Yeah, so uh, my experience kind of starts in e-commerce, where I got my start online. Really, before that, I was uh, I was running offline businesses, um, so it was more so SEO with regards to Amazon and eBay. Um, mm -hmm. So I was kind of obsessed at the time with finding products that people were searching for. Um, so that is where my background in um, kind of keyword research comes into play and also optimizing those products as well to be found um, and discovered. Then from there, I started my YouTube channel and obviously YouTube uh, is the second largest search engine in the world. Um, so that is definitely a place where I've kind of optimized a lot of videos for the search engine, uh, both for YouTube search and Google search as well. Um, so a lot of my videos I've made years ago and they're still optimized now and uh, bringing in traffic and business opportunities and revenue and, and so on and so forth. Um, and mm -hmm. then I switched from just e-commerce into, into general marketing uh, connected with uh, LinkedIn and started producing courses on LinkedIn learning on various different topics um, from search engine optimization to video marketing and social media marketing and paid ads and um that's kind of like what i'm doing uh today teaching both online courses and in uh, teaching in person and um like online sessions and and stuff so yeah marketing is my passion and uh, it's a pleasure to be to be here speaking with you today Nice, nice. Uh, you know, marketing is huge. You know about that. We have many different directions. Uh, for example, if uh, some companies want to launch a new product, can you tell them uh, where to start, how to find their marketing channels that will work and how to uh, compare uh, with competitors that they actually can provide any results with that and unite with unique selling proposition? Uh, so that's a really good question in terms of like launching a new product it always starts with your customer so anyone mm -hmm. who follows me online one of my biggest sayings is the better you know your customer the easier it is to sell to them so um, you need to firmly understand who it is that your product is for who is it that is going to reach can you create a, a customer profile how much can you kind of how much information can you get about your customer can you do you do you have anybody in your inner circle who who would match your target customer not necessarily just to sell to them but see if you can kind of like maybe create focus groups and 
see if you can find information about them online uh, from, via surveys and um, you know tests that have been done or whatnot. And you really want to try and get into the mind of your ideal customer. So marketing is as much about psychology as it is about mm -hmm. the actual marketing itself. So once you understand who your target customer is, then everything else kind of falls into play because you know what marketing messages they need to hear because you know what their needs, wants, and desires are. You know what platforms they spend the majority of their time on. Um, you know if you should be on Instagram or on LinkedIn or on or YouTube. You know what type of problems they have. So you know what keywords you want to optimize your website or your YouTube videos for. Um, you, you also know what, if you're doing lead generation, for example, you know what uh, lead magnet would be best for them because you understand, again, their pain points and their trigger points. So it all starts from identifying who your target customer is and trying to be as niche as possible um, and really serving that niche as deeply as possible. Um, and you mentioned competitors. Sometimes com like a lack of competitors can actually be a bad thing because if there's nobody in that niche or there's not a lot of people in that niche, sometimes it's an indicator uh, that that's a niche that is not really that profitable or it's, or it's difficult to get profitable. Um, so if there are competitors in your niche, then you can actually use that to your advantage. See what campaigns they are putting out, maybe buy their product. Um, and this is something that I recommend uh, all of the time. Um, if you're just starting out with a new product, uh, and you're doing a product launch, find someone who is selling a similar product or a direct competitor and buy their product, go through their sales process, um, click on their website and see if you're retargeted anywhere. Um, you know, use tools like the sponsor today, you know, Ahrefs and get some anal analytic analytical data from their website and see if you can see what, you know, keywords they're, they're ranking for, who's backlinking to them and get all of this information from your competitors and use that to your advantage when um, you're creating your marketing campaign. Mm -hmm. Love it, love it. Yeah, awesome. So valuable. Uh, okay, can you tell more how to learn customers? For example, if I don't know my customers uh, and uh, I found one interesting thing, for example, on YouTube, I have different buying persona uh, compared to my website. Google Analytics can show uh, one age, one, uh, I don't know, group of people. On YouTube, I can see another <laughs> people. Uh, I think it, it depends uh, on uh, type of content that you can create. Can you tell how to... Uh, learn more about customers and create this buying persona? Good question. So it firstly starts off with um, kind of taking a step back and looking at the product itself and thinking about who that product could potentially appeal to. So usually uh, organizations, companies, entrepreneurs, we're going to have like a, a bulk customer base, like maybe 80%, for example, of our customer base is going to fit a certain persona. And then maybe the 20% might be casual uh, buyers who buy every now and again. And those customers are really important still, but they are more expensive to market to. Um, so we want to figure out who is this product going to be for the bulk um, sales of this, of this product, for example. So let's say you run a sports brand and you're selling sports clothes, for example. You might identify that actually people who are interested in the bulk people who are interested in your sports clothes are people who are actively interested in, in fitness. 
So it takes, it's, uh, I would say first and foremost, it's kind of just reverse engineering what the product or the service is that you, you are providing and giving yourself an educated guess about who would be the ideal customer. Uh, the more you do this, the easier it kind of becomes. So once you kind of have, okay, cool, the bulk of my audience or the bulk of my customers are going to be people who are, uh, you know, e either people who, who go to the gym or people who are athletic in some way, shape or form, um, then, then you can say, okay, who is the 20%? So the 20% might be people who are just interested in fashion. So for example, uh, uh, you know, Adidas is a brand that is a sports brand, but how many people wear Adidas trainers who are not interested in sports at all? They're just wearing it for the fashion. Yeah. So um, it, you have to kind of weigh up the cost of um, advertising to people who are more casual buyers who are not gonna buy multiple products because um, when it comes to e-commerce anyway, the big success online is not kind of making a sale, it's generating a customer. Um, so there's a big difference between making a sale and generating a customer because a sale is uh, someone who comes to your website and makes a purchase and maybe never comes back again. But a customer is someone who will come to your website, make a purchase, and because they fit that niche, they will buy and buy and buy again. So you always have to be thinking um, about the, the, life, the lifetime value of a customer um, and the best way to do that, like you said, is, is using these techniques to try and find out um, who that target customer is, brainstorming, breaking it down. You can use uh, focus groups. You could, there's loads of research on the internet. Um, and it's, it's literally a case of just kind of um, thinking about psychology as well. Uh, and the first step is always, okay, a little bit of a, a common sense exercise in terms of who do you think would be your ideal customer, and then where can you find them? Can there's forums online, there's Facebook groups online, uh, there's there's YouTube channels that you can kind of subscribe to, and figure out um, what groups and what you know forums do your ideal customers follow, and see if you can follow those groups and just listen in those groups, listen to what the problems are, listen to what the questions are. Can you answer those questions? maybe in the forum or create content or can you just use that to your advantage when either creating your product or creating your marketing strategy so you do kind of have to do the work um this it's not easy to do it is there is a lot of hard work to do to find out who your customer is but that's the most important step before you even go into kind of like product development or you know um or marketing or any of those other things that are a little bit more interesting Love it. Yeah, my loving quote, uh, the era of lazy marketers is that, you know, <laughs> so it's not easy. Of course, it's not easy. But if you uh, love what you do, if you go ahead, if you spend time, learn more about customers, you can create products that people want to consume. And if you can't, then your competitors can do this hard job and <laughs> leave <laughs> you without customers. So yeah, I agree with that. We have the question, what course you suggest to get into SEO? Uh, gbp for a beginner oh, it's um, interesting it's like to buy for gbp or course uh, to promote gbp <laughs> well uh link i think linkedin learning is a great platform obviously i'm on there mm -hmm. uh, as well with some of my seo courses but the reason why i do like the platform is because they have learning paths so whereas i mean you can spend you know three four hundred pounds 
on an SEO course and you only get that course. Whereas with LinkedIn Learning, obviously you pay monthly and then you can um, take courses from a range of different experts. So you, it's, it, with SEO, there's a lot of different um, elements and things to keep in mind and different people specialize in different areas. So having that um, platform is great because you learn from different people and you kind of get a wholesome idea of what SEO is all about. Um, I think Google also provide training as well, um, mm -hmm. some basic SEO training as well. So that's a good place to look into as well. Do you have any, mm -hmm. any um, recommendations in terms of courses? I think Udemy, yeah, it's a good place on Udemy. You can find a bunch of uh, interesting SEO courses, but my loving way, uh, search on Google. You know, I search on Google. I can read reviews before buying any course because it's not even about money. It's more about your time. For example, if you buy a course, uh, I think all courses have advantages and disadvantages. So, uh, for example, if uh, it's not what I'm looking for, uh, even with great valuable information, but uh, I have some different uh, insights that I want to learn, for example, technical SEO, link building. Yeah, uh, SEO is huge. So I think it's better to uh, read reviews. It's the same like reading books. You know, yeah, uh, it takes like a week to read a book, uh, but uh, if you, it's not interesting, uh, it's not your uh, direction, you know, because uh, for me, I think all books are great, but it depends on your interest. So yeah, I remember when Seth Godin proclaimed that he didn't reviews of his books on Amazon from 2011 because uh, of negative reviews. Uh, he understands that he can't satisfy anyone. It's the same like in marketing. Uh, if you want to sell to anyone, you sell to no one, you know, so yeah, yeah. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> it's my attitude. Can you tell how to learn SEO today? For example, if you started from scratch without any experience, skills, uh, what will you do to learn more about SEO? Um, like what you said, I think Google is a great resource. Um, mm -hmm. YouTube is a great resource. There's, there's so um, many different places to go to learn different aspects. I think, as you would probably agree, SEO is such a huge topic um, yeah. and it, it's constantly evolving. Um, and it depends on what you want to learn SEO for as well. So if you are someone who wants to do SEO on behalf of entrepreneurs, companies, organizations, then you will have to go a little bit deeper into it. If you're someone who just wants to learn it so that you, you know, maybe you're building a WordPress website and you want to learn how to optimize your WordPress site, um, then obviously you want to get a little bit more specific with your searches and and uh, do searches around SEO for WordPress specifically, because then there will be um, loads of advice specific to WordPress that you will need, and other kind of more generic advice won't be as applicable to you. So I think the reasons why you're learning is important as well, um, and that will kind of help to determine where you get your information from and um, how much information you need. Um, you know, someone like uh, who's getting into SEO to do it on behalf of companies you're going to have to kind of learn seo and the different uh website platforms that are available the shopify's and the WordPresses and the wix's and you know the pros and the cons to both because you will get clients who come with all different types of websites um and again you know are you going to specialize in one particular platform um that might limit you in terms of in terms of business as well so uh, yeah, first and foremost, figure out why you're learning SEO and that will kind of give you an indicator in, uh, in terms of where to, to look for courses.
Mm-hmm. Uh, I found one interesting thing that companies often are looking for uh, jack of all trades. No, they wanna uh, hire an SEO expert who can provide everything: create content, optimize content, uh, check out with technical optimization, create link building campaigns. Uh, what do you think about that? It's a good idea because uh, I think that worked uh, 10 years ago. Yeah, I had uh, some specialists who handle everything. Today, it's a complex process. It's hard you know, uh, to be successful everywhere, to know everything. What do you think about uh, finding the right uh, SEO specialist and how uh, many people we need to, uh, for example, for enterprise SEO? Um, so for me, I would say don't be afraid to connect um so mm-hmm. if, if for example you you specialize in keyword research and that's what you do extremely well but you know organizations also want you know their website sped up or someone to create content for them then connect with other seos who can also uh help you so that's what i do personally as well it's difficult to be an expert in every single area of marketing so if someone comes to me for my services I've got uh, people who do certain aspects of SEO and certain aspects of Google Ads um, that I can either, you know, get a percentage for the business that I bring in or, um, you know, if it's something that I can do myself, if it's consulting, for example, then that's something that I will just kind of, I don't have to go to someone else for. So that's a big thing as well is like, we have to start thinking like uh, business people, just because it's on the internet doesn't necessarily uh, mean that you don't think in the same way as if it was an offline business, you know, who can you partner with? Who can you collaborate with to make your services uh, seem even bigger and better than it would be if it was just you on your own? There's loads of different uh, platforms now that you can find people if you don't know people, whether that be Fiverr, whether that be, you know, freelancer.com or, or whatever platform it might be to connect with uh, other marketers, other SEOs, who might be able to help extend a hand on a project that you've got going. Yeah, yeah. Uh, uh, I cooperate with many marketing experts, link builders, for example. I know that in my company, I can't provide uh, the whole process of link building. Sometimes we need specific types of link building. And I know specialists who can provide just one technique of link building, just one specific technique, white hat SEO, uh, and they earn like a million dollars, you know, uh, good money, and they pay attention to be the best in one specific technique. Yeah, so uh, I think it's a good att- attitude in SEO. Uh, we have the question about uh, major challenges faced by digital marketers these days. Uh, how uh, we can do different from others? What do you think? Oh, some of the major challenges faced by digital marketers. Um, that's an interesting one. Um, I think just, I would say people going after what's known as the golden bullet or chasing the golden bullet, I would say. So, and it's really important to just stay focused. So for example, in my business, I often get people saying, oh, Sam, why, why aren't you doing this? Or you're an SEO, why is your website not optimized? Or why is it not ranking number one for this or or doing that? Or why are you not on TikTok? Or why are you not doing this? But um, as an organization or an individual, you need to focus on what's working, what's bringing in the money. Essentially, I'm running a business. I'm not just trying to look good. I'm actually trying to, like, this is what I do full time. I need to, you know, pay pay my rent. I need to pay my, my car note, you know. You know, this is this is what puts food on the table. So I think um, not getting too obsessed with vanity metrics, 
how many followers you have, views, and you know, are you generating an income at the end of the day? Are you making money? Um, I, not just about looking good, but is the business healthy? Is the business growing from year to year? Are you making more than you made last year? Are you able to um, uh, create a lifestyle that you want as well? Are you constantly on your computer or are you able to take vacations and have a little bit of a life as well? So I think the major, for, for me, one of the major issues is um, people feeling like they have to be everywhere on the newest trend. You know, if YouTube uh, shorts are out. Oh, I have to produce a YouTube short right now. And LinkedIn have a LinkedIn newsletter. Oh, I need to launch mine tomorrow. You know, and it's like, yes, it's important to stay on top of trends, um, but don't burn yourself out and don't feel like you have to be doing everything because you don't. Just you know, make sure that your business is profitable. Make sure that you keep a, an ear close to the ground in terms of what's new and what's coming, but don't obsess about it to the point where it impacts uh, your ability to actually focus on what matters which is creating a, a profitable business. Love it, love it. Yeah, I, I agree with you. Uh, I, I often see, by the way, when webmasters are looking for ways to get more subscribers on YouTube, followers on social media, or uh, a lot of traffic that uh, don't convert, uh, bring uh, nothing to their businesses. If, I think it's better to get less, but uh, with conversions, uh, with your customers. Uh, can you tell how to uh, unite your strategy with uh, a buying journey? Uh, how to uh, create this sales? funnel uh, for a specific marketing strategy um so it de it depends on the product um because you certain uh, uh, the first thing to do obviously we spoke about identifying the customer and then you want to think about okay what kind of product is it is it a product that people are searching for actively and obviously there's loads of different tools you can use to to figure out the search volume of a potential product um, sometimes it's an emerging or new and emerging product that people don't necessarily know about yet or not a lot of people are searching for actively. That's not necessarily an indicator that the product isn't going to do well. It just requires a different strategy. So uh, people might be searching for a solution and not necessarily the product, which is an interesting thing when it comes to SEO. So uh, I don't know if you've uh, kind of seen... Uh, recently there's this new trend about these massage guns that are going around my friend called me yesterday and he was like this is incredible like it, it really helps to relieve the tension in my muscles kind of thing and i've seen them advertised everywhere but this is not necessarily a product that maybe a few years ago i don't know i might be wrong but i'm assuming that it's not a product that that, that necessarily was getting a lot of search traffic or at least not as much search traffic as it is now because of how popular it is cristiano ronaldo i believe came out with his brand um, of it as well so obviously that's increased people's awareness of the product but let's say before it was getting so much search volume um, there's there's queries uh, that relate to the product that that could lead like you, you mentioned the buyer journey so so the buyer journey might start with someone saying um, how to get rid of tension in my uh, biceps or how to relieve tension in my legs for example so these are all questions that might lead to someone making a purchase, but that, the person, the psychology of a person who's typing in that kind of a question is at the very early stage of the buyer journey. Uh, someone who is typing in the specific product, um, whatever that product might be, if they're typing in the name of the product um, and the more specific they are with the product that they want. So if they know the size, they know the color, they know, you know, uh, the more specific they are in the search engine itself, 
is the closer they probably are to making a buying decision because you know they know exactly where it is they want the more vague they are the further away they are from making a buying decision so that's something that you want to think about when optimizing your website for for search or when going after uh, pay-per-click ads for example for your website um do you want to go after keywords of people who are not necessarily yet going to make a, a purchase yet or do you want to go after people who are closer to to making a purchase um there's pros and benefits and cons to both but you know for the purposes of time you won't go into it uh but you kind of really want to know you know who um are people actively searching for the product and if they're not then are there questions that you can optimize for instead or or do paid ads for instead um, and if people are not actively searching for that product then you can also just just um do more interruption marketing so a facebook ads is a great example or youtube ads is a great example of interruption marketing and uh, what i mean by that is we don't go onto instagram to see advertisements we go on instagram to yeah. check our messages or uh, see memes or to just just be leisurely but then all of a sudden an advert will pop up it's it's interrupting what we came on that app to do so when you when you're um creating ads for facebook or for linkedin or for for youtube or whatnot um you want to see if you can grab the attention of someone who's on that uh, platform to literally interrupt what they came on that platform to do click on your ad and hopefully make a buying decision um i think what is what has been important and what is important is retargeting so if you're if you are running ads or if you are doing an seo campaign make sure you have some retargeting pixels on your website um, because it might take two, three, or four touch points with your business before someone does make a buying decision. So if someone is at the early stages of the buying journey today and they click on your site, they might be closer towards making a buying decision in a month's time. And if you can uh, pixel retarget them or even better, email market them, then uh, you might catch them later on down the line when they're actually ready to make that purchase after you've warmed that prospect up with some of your uh some some of your your sales material valuable so valuable love it uh we have the question about automation is automation and what the new way to go for digital marketers it's not clearly understandable but uh, i think it's like do you use automation tools or something similar <laughs> because for example i use I, I i tools but it takes time you know to edit content to because uh it, it's like you mentioned about the golden button you can't touch this button and get everything what you need you need to edit to spend time but uh in most cases uh it increases the speed what do you think <laughs> uh it de it depends so obviously in an ideal world you'll want to automate as much as you can uh i use a combination of automation tools and and human uh resources mm -hmm. so um i have a virtual assistant and having virtual assistants doesn't have to be as expensive as as expensive as you think it it, it might be if you can take someone on full-time or part-time um obviously it's cheaper because they're working online they're working remotely um, and often they have other people who they're working for as well. So their income is not solely, most of the time, focused on, on your endeavors. But also, um, kind of going back to my freelance websites as well, like sometimes you can hire someone for a period of time or for a specific project. Um, and that can be just as good sometimes or even better than automation tools. Um, but then obviously there's, there are certain automation tools that I rely on, like my calendar, 
uh, like if you can automate that, your uh, my uh, my YouTube channel. Sometimes I'm, my videos are scheduled, and you know they 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 can go out and you know whatever you can automate is great. And I think also if you can automate the the process of people making purchases from you as well. So either creating passive income sources or making sure that that you you are as far away as possible from someone making a purchase or someone buying from your business if you can step away from that then that means now your income is automated and that allows you to focus on generating more uh business so yeah the, the further away you can step from your business and it still run uh is is a valuable asset for you mm -hmm. well, i love it uh can you tell your loving uh seo tools that uh, i think all the masters need to use uh because yeah it's important to automate the process uh, what tools did you say? Yeah, uh, which tools you uh, use uh, almost daily? You know, SEO tools. Uh, so in terms of there's so there's so many um, that are really good tools, uh, and I think different people have different ones that they like. Uh, I I like Uber Suggest. Um, mm -hmm. Uber Suggest is 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 a great tool. Um, Ahrefs um, is a great tool as well. Like the sponsor for for today, you've also got uh, mm -hmm. SE Ranking. Um, is a good kind of up and coming uh, tool as well. Um, you've got tools like SEMrush, uh, which is really good for SEO. And in terms of uh, keywords as well, you've got some free ones like um, the Google Keyword Planner tool, which is, I use it constantly, both for YouTube and for, for Google SEO as well. Um, and then there's a platform called answerthepublic.com, um, which is really nice as well. It kind of just gives you an array of different keywords that um, you can go and utilize another premium tool that I like is is uh, Longtail Pro. Um, if you're looking for long tail keywords, then that's a that's a good one to to mm -hmm. as well. So any of these really, and then you've got Moz. So Moz is Moz has so many different products that you can utilize. I like using the Moz Chrome extension. Uh, mm -hmm allows you to kind of see a lot of insights into your competitors and your own website as well. Um, but um, any of these platforms, so SEMrush, SE Ranking, uh, I would say uh, Moz, any ones that kind of give you a, a, a complete breakdown of your SEO can be really good, uh, really effective. And it's it, they can be expensive, but it's worth investing if SEO is one of your primary strategies to drive traffic to your site because it's going to give you insights that is really difficult for you to get um, by yourself. And then you can create automations. So I know, with, uh, for example, like keyword tracking, you can automatically track your position with certain keywords. So you get email notifications when your uh, position for a certain keyword is going up or is going down. And you can track your competitors as well when their certain keywords are going up or going down um, rather than manually checking, especially if it's loads of keywords that you want to keep an eye on. And then that can be a great way to kind of automate that process and 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 keep an eye on your industry and what's going on at all times. Mm -hmm. Yeah, love it. Um, I have the question about uh, free techniques that it's better uh, not to use today. Uh, they might be obsolete or something like this, uh, black hat techniques. Uh, because, you know, uh, the reason why I'm asking about that, because I got the client who replied to me, uh, he spent... Uh, three years trying to uh, rank his website and I uh, check out his website, uh, especially uh, links, backlinks, and I found 
uh, a lot of uh, spam links uh, without any value, without any authority. And uh, he told me he spent uh, so much money, you know, a lot of money uh, to buy these links on Fiverr and similar platforms. Uh, so uh, can you lead such people, you know, who might use uh, techniques that are obsolete, like 10 years, like five years, what is better not to do today? So I think the, the biggest one is like what you mentioned. Like I've, I still see a lot of people going on to Fiverr and I made a video about this a few years ago and uh, buying backlink services. Um, so I would say just be extremely careful um, about buying backlink services. Never buy backlink services off of Fiverr or off of like freelancer.com or, or any of those sites. Like I'm very mm -hmm. wary. Um, I kind of similar to yourself had have, have spoken with clients who have had um backlinks from weird websites just linked to their site and sometimes i'm working with a new client and you analyze their website and their domain authority is like close to zero but they've got like a hundred backlinks from from random websites um and as you said that will neg negatively impact your seo it can get you sometimes um banned or, or blacklisted from google and once your domain has had that kind of backlash it's almost impossible to kind of get it back in good standing with Google. Like there's so much work, even to the point where you could have a domain, send dodgy backlinks to it, and then the domain expires and you no longer own the domain. And the person who buys the domain after you is still dealing with the backlash of what you've done to that domain. That's how uh, deep it can get. And so sometimes you have to kind of like before you even buy a domain, um, see if you can search the history of that domain and see if um, anybody has used it in the past uh, in a negative way, because that can, you might be trying to rank in Google and wondering why am I not ranking, why am I not ranking, but actually the person or the organization who owned the domain before you um, kind of messed up in the eyes of Google. So so definitely backlinks, I think, is the, is the biggest thing. Um, also thin content. Um, mm -hmm. I see this so often of, thin or unvaluable content um seo is so competitive now so if you're creating a blog or you're creating content you're even if you're even if you're creating a product page the amount of uh people who i um sit down with on a daily basis over zoom and we look through their website and they've got one sentence for their product description and it's like how is google going to be able to like google is predicated on words mainly so if you have no words on the page, then how are you supposed to rank for anything? You know, um, so definitely don't have a thin content site because Google will start seeing you as a site that's not really valuable. You wanna be adding value and even your product pages are valuable as well because it needs to tell people, where did you get this product from? What are the specifics of this product? Like why should someone buy it? Um, not only is it good for SEO, it's good for sales as well. If someone comes to the page and you, you've only written one, one sentence about the product, no wonder why you're not making any sales. Um, and I think lastly, um, be careful who you allow to blog on your website. Um, mm -hmm. get any, any Anyone to just leave a blog uh, post on your site and then link back to their site. Like, Make sure it's actually a relevant site. Um, and this goes for like getting backlinks to your website as well. Like try and um, get relevant websites um, in your industry or high authority websites in your industry. Don't focus on uh, just backlinks themselves, but focus on creating um, an authority website. Whatever your niche is, 
You want to be a voice within your niche. You want to be an authority within your niche. So create content on what trending topics and actually have a really good opinion, create really great value on your website and share that value across social media as well, across different social media platforms, get those social shares. I know a lot of SEOs don't value social shares, um, but if it's not a metric that Google are uh, heavily prioritizing now, we know the Google algorithm changes at the flick of a switch. It might all of a sudden change and, you know, uh, social shares is super important. Look how big social media is. You know, social media is huge. Everybody's on social media, whether it's Instagram, whether it's YouTube, whether it's LinkedIn. I believe anyway, there will be a day where social signals is one of the uh, one of the biggest signals when it comes to SEO. You know, how many times has this article been upvoted or, you know, or, or, or been shared on Twitter or uh, is being talked about on YouTube and that link is in the description for loads of YouTube videos. I truly believe that, um, you know, we, we should be sharing content and links back to our websites on social media because it's going to prove um, uh, its weight in gold. If not now, then at least later on down the line. So make sure you're creating quality content and not thin content and be careful of your backlink uh, strategy as well. I couldn't agree more. Yeah, totally about that. Um, I can't avoid one question uh, because uh, I watched a bunch of your videos on YouTube. Can you share your methods to grow on YouTube and why it's important today to cover this channel? Awesome. Yeah, so um, YouTube is, um, it, and any platform is, is difficult to grow. Um, but what the benefits of the people who watch your channel is they have an understanding of SEO and YouTube SEO is so much easier than trying to rank a website or, or, or a URL in, in Google. There's a lot less steps involved. Um, so I would say to, um, to focus on SEO if you can, uh, figure out what keywords people are um, searching YouTube for and can you create content about that. Keep your videos. Uh, useful or valuable create valuable content so um you know if you have seen my content um i break down value in three three major pillars um mm -hmm. you know that does your content relate to your target customer and is it entertaining is it educating or is it inspire as inspiring your target customer if you're hitting one of those three major pillars then chances are your content is going to be valuable um, and if you're if you focus on a specific niche and you're creating valuable content on a consistent basis, then you will build an audience. Uh, you will get subscribers. You will get views. Um, some videos will do better than others. It's it's it, it's just a matter of what people are interested in watching or how popular a particular topic is. Um, but I would say create a YouTube channel on something that you're knowledgeable about, something that you're passionate about. And just try and produce loads of content, especially at first. When I first started the YouTube channel, I was making roughly six videos a week. Um, loads of content. Like, obviously, the content needs to be good. It, it can't just be nonsense content. But the more content you're pushing out, the more opportunity you have to be found for different keywords, the more opportunity you have to be found in different, you know, suggested videos for people to share. And all it takes is one video. Um, to get loads of views and loads of subscribers and to bring in new opportunities and new business for yourself and, and for your channel. So that's the biggest thing is make sure you're creating content um, uh, and creating valuable content and do it as much as you possibly can 
without kind of losing the quality of the video and that's what will help you to grow mm -hmm. yeah yeah love it uh we have the question about affiliate marketing uh do you think it makes sense in 2022 oh a million percent yeah uh affiliate marketing is is um one of my income streams um it's a passive income stream especially if you're going to do uh youtube and social media and seo um it just makes sense to um kind of be an affiliate for whatever products you're, you mention on social media or on youtube um because yeah that's a great way of kind of generating an income so yes i would just say um actually you know recommend products that you think are really good and that will actually bring value to whoever is watching like when when um a few years ago when i first heard about affiliate marketing you know people people were just promoting anything that would try and give them the biggest payout um and i've seen so over the years of of being a marketer i've so seen so many um entrepreneurs and uh affiliates kind of lose their entire business because what they were promoting wasn't really that great and deep down they knew it but they were kind of still doing it or or trying to push forward with it so just kind of like put your name behind uh, affiliate products that you feel are actually really beneficial and yet yeah, a million percent is still viable today and it will be viable for years and years and years to come so um yeah definitely stick to affiliate marketing yeah yeah guys by the way i have a sponsor ahrefs and you know he uh, this sponsor pays money <laughs> because of this content it's like affiliate marketing as well it's my passive income it's uh far away from my uh, main revenue but it's passive income good money why not why i need to avoid it uh sam it's a big pleasure to get on my show to learn from you to, uh, you share out available insights that you usually do on your youtube on linkedin can you tell uh, our audience how they can reach out to you learn more about you follow you yeah so you can find me on instagram um at day tips uh i think it's on the screen as well uh, d-e-y-t-i-p-s um i'm also on linkedin um and you can find me by my name sam dey and i also have linkedin courses as well so if you're on linkedin learning uh, and you want to learn about digital marketing whatever the topic might be um i've got loads of courses on there as well and obviously youtube my youtube channel um is my is my name again sam day uh, uh day spelled dey um so more or less you can find me anywhere feel free to kind of like uh message me if you have any specific questions about any of the content that you see um but yeah it's been a pleasure being being on here with you okay guys you can find all these links in the description below listen to us on apple google spotify uh follow sam uh ask him a lot of questions because you can see a lot of valuable insights it's better to learn from his courses because yeah i love it uh i follow i subscribed because of this value so guys if you want to grow today you need to create value as well and learn from the best how to create this value okay see you